Thanks for checking out the Bridge Podcast. It's not a mistake you found us. We pray God speaks to you today. Check us out Sundays at 10.30 a.m. For more information, go to sfbridge.org. this series right now called Hats and Tats, and if you're a visitor with us, I'm glad you're here because this is really like part of my heart. This is really who we are as a church. Um, I'm excited to share this today, and then we're going to head out. We're going to do some some lunch. We know how to eat. We're going to, uh, so as soon as we're done, we head over there, and like my wife said, and then we're going to eat together. We'll get over there. Once everybody's counted there, uh, we'll pray, and then after we pray and after we eat, kind of after we're finishing up eating, we'll head down to the lake uh, where we are baptizing, me and Pastor Derek, who's hanging with our kids right now. Uh, we will be baptizing uh, a bunch of, of youth this morning who have made public decisions to follow Christ. Come on. Okay, so here's what I want to do, because we know that there's a lot of crazy laws out there. Anybody ever heard of crazy law in the church, maybe? <laughs> Somebody's really quick to be like, yeah. All right. Let me, let me just share with you some crazy laws. I was looking at this, and, and these are awesome. I mean, these are just awesome. Here's... Here's the first one. In Alabama, now Derek and I, we go to Alabama to a pastor's conference once a year. It is illegal to drive with a blindfold. I'm sorry. Common sense is no longer common, I guess. In Arizona, these are real laws, by the way. I didn't make these up. These are actual, legitimate laws. In Arizona, it is illegal for a donkey to sleep in a bathtub. So we have some snowbirds, so next time you're down there and you're riding your donkey and, and you decide to go to the bathroom with your donkey in your house, just, just know that. Uh, in Connecticut, a pickle must be able to bounce. I, I don't know, do you go to jail if it doesn't? I don't know what happens. You're shirking on your gherkin, I guess. And in Hawaii, it is illegal to put a coin in your ear. Sorry, grandfathers, can't do that trick, all right? In Louisiana, now this one I actually like. You cannot send a surprise pizza. Anybody ever been on the uh, other end of a surprise pizza where you didn't pay for it? I was, from Domino's. I had 10 sent to me once. Uh, it's illegal in Maryland to wear shirtless sleeves. Or sleeveless shirts, excuse me. You can't wear a sleeveless shirt in Maryland. Even runners, it's illegal. Now, if you watch marathons, they still do. So I don't know if it's just not enforced, but it's, it's real. This is one of my favorite ones, though. Anyone here from Missouri? Anybody this morning from Missouri? Okay. Uh, she must be in Missouri. We have one. Um, bears are not allowed to hug in Missouri. So, I, between bears, I guess. I, 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 here's my thing. Where are they, what was the motive behind that law? Like, you're out in the wilderness, and you see two bears, like, they're a little close. The PDA is making me uncomfortable. We're going to make it a law. Like, how do you get to that? I, this is weird to me, all right? Montana, this is a good law. Uh, it should just be common sense. It's illegal to give a rat as a present. You can't do it. So Minnesota, here's Minnesota, and I'll share with my last two favorite. In Minnesota, it is Ill, or it's illegal to do this. They're actually banned. You cannot have a car with dirty tires in the state of Minnesota. Did you know that? So, I've seen some of your vehicles in the parking lot this morning. You're going to jail. This is bad. Can't have them. New Jersey, this is, this is one of my favorite ones. Uh, I'll save the one for the end. New Mexico. New Mexico bans, literally, this is a state law, bans idiots from voting. I want to know how many Democrats are just clapping and how many Republicans. In New Jersey, this is my favorite though. It, just, it, 
You ever remember those stupid criminal shows? You ever seen those? Those are pretty good. You seen those, Tyler, ever before? Okay. All right. So thanks. Thanks for playing there with me. I appreciate it. In New Jersey, it's illegal for criminals to be wearing bulletproof vests while committing their crime. (laughs) There you go. Now, Now let me ask you in all seriousness, how many of us have ever had those... Are you freaking kidding me moments? Like, is that really a law? Like, have you ever been to a church service and you're like, did they really just say that? Like, come on, you've been there. How many times have we had that happen? We're like, no way. I've had it happen in church. I'll share one. One was at a a church, a very large church, and it was a different denomination than Protestant, but I won't say what. And, And while I was there, I had to do part of the funeral service. And I'm doing part of the funeral service, and, and I decide, you know, uh, that I'm, you know, I said, hey, I'm a pastor with the Assemblies of God. I, I'm able to do this. I'm excited. Let, let's do this together. And so I'm talking to the, he's not called a pastor in that non-Protestant church, but I don't want to give it away. And so we were, we were, you know, talking and, and it gets to the point where I'm sitting where you're sitting right now. And the, I almost said priest, I don't want to give it away, but the person was <laughs> speaking and I shared and we, we got along great until this point. And then I was frustrated. I was mad. I was ticked. I was like, well, I'm not good enough then. Because I was not allowed to receive communion as an ordained pastor. And I'm going, that is a funky law that smells like rotten cheese, okay? And I'm just like, what, what do you do? I almost like pretended I was Catholic just to partake in communion. But I didn't think God would like that. So I, I didn't. And I, I stood. But, but I, you ever wonder, like, where do these things come from? Where do we, where do we make them up? Where, when I asked you guys to pray before service as we were leading worship, guess how many percentage of you bowed your heads? You won't find that in Scripture. It's nowhere. But we all do it. Why? Because somebody a long time ago said, well, if you're not bowing your head during prayer, it's, it's, you're not respecting. That's not in Scripture. So we have to fine-tune our beliefs because so many of us are believing lies to the point where we're like defending them. I'll show you how. Okay, you guys know I like to wear bright-colored shoes on occasion. Okay? One of my favorite shoes that I wear is a pair of Nikes. I love my Nikes. I love them. I have a pair of Reeboks, but my Nikes are my absolute favorite. I mean, these are just generic sandals, you know. But my Nikes, I've got some really bright, fancy ones and, and really bright colored. I love wearing my Nikes. I mean, they're, they're so comfy. I love having them in my, you know, my little short little ankle socks. So my wife, can, you know, my wife likes that. And, uh, and so, but what I want to say is this. That's besides the point. Right now, every single one of you is ready to defend Nike even though they didn't even pay you to do it because I'm saying it wrong. And so what happens is we end up defending what we believe and we don't even know why we believe it. Somebody just told us and we bought into the bunch of crap. And so I want to kick the curb, crap to the curb today and go, what is it that God really wants to say? I know we've got a lot of visitors here today and, and I'm so glad you're here because I believe you're not here by mistake. I believe God wants you to hear this and God wants you as much as everybody else to have freedom today. I want you to go away going, wow, that baggage is gone. That luggage is gone. I feel good. I know what this actually means to have a relationship with Jesus and I can cut my religious crap and put it to the side and I don't have to listen to it any longer. Is anyone awake this morning? Come on. Here's what happens in this thing called legalism. One thing happens to two different people. You guys doing good, by the way? You're doing great. You're doing great. I mean, you guys are working hard. I appreciate it. Um, One thing happens in legalism. I'll explain what legalism is in a second. But there's a judgment made. One thing happens to two different people. A judgment's made and then another judgment's made. And it's usually made... Now, we're going to go a little deep. Stay with me. It's made on a subjective preference 
rather than biblical objectivity. Okay, so if you're with me, say yeah with that. You with me? Okay, all right. Most of you are with me. Let me just say this. It's from our own storiedness rather than objective biblical scripture. Let me show you this verse in the Bible. It's 2 Timothy 3.16. I'll put it on the screen. It says, all scripture, all the Bible, all 66 books, and by the way, if you're Catholic, there's more, is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness. I love Catholics. I just want you to know that this morning. I'm very good friends with many of of them. Okay, so if you're Catholic this morning, you're welcome to be here. We have a lot of recovering Catholics. Alright, so the other... I'm kidding. I'm kidding. You can stay here, alright? I'm just a little punchy this morning. So here's what I need you guys to do. Lynn and Tyler, correct? Alright, so Ty- Tyler and Lynn, this is what I need you guys to do. I need you to uh, turn away from the audience because I don't want them to see your work. So face, face back. What I want you to do without seeing each other's work, and we'll get your work. You only have a little bit of time, okay? Because we need to be done by 11.30. So, I need you to draw, in the next five minutes, ten minutes max, the best, what you believe, the best sunset picture is. Go. Alright, so leave them, just just ignore them right now, okay, as they're turned towards you. Alright, so here's this hats and tats series. Stay with me, don't stare at them, stay with me, okay? The hats and tats is to help you find freedom. That's one of our core values as a church. We want you to be free. Every single one of us has been in certain kind of bondages that we've believed in or lies that we've held on to. And so let me just put this on the screen. I have a definition for legalism that I wanted to give you. It's kind of lengthy, but here it is. Legalism is the act of putting law above gospel by establishing requirements for salvation beyond repentance and faith in Jesus Christ and reducing the broad, inclusive, and general precepts of the Bible to narrow and rigid moral codes. Okay, you can screenshot that. Oh, we don't have that. I'm sorry. thought we did. So, I I will put that out for you because I believe this is really what uh, legalism is. It's basically saying, I believe I have to do all of this more than just salvation. I believe I've got to do X, Y, Z before I'm saved. When Jesus is just saying, and I've said this before, Jesus plus nothing equals everything. Jesus plus nothing equals everything. God is going to give some of you freedom today, but you have to allow that. Okay? You have to allow it. And this message might be a little tougher for some of us here, especially if... if It's harder if we've grown up in the church because we've come to believe certain things that we don't even know why we believe them. Last week we talked about tattoos. We talked about hats in church. We talked about piercings. And and we talked about all this. And really what it came down to was this. It came down to the fact that it's a heart issue. It's a motive issue more than anything else. And so I believe that we have to look at the heart rather than the head. And so what we have going on here today, I want to take you just on a little bit of a deeper journey. It's something I call the duality. Ready? Duality. So it means just two. Okay? Two sides of the coin. Duality of legalism. Huh? What does that mean? So duality of legalism means there's kind of two sides to every coin. Alright? Okay? Heads, I win. Tails, you lose. Right? Two sides to every coin. Some of you will get that. Some of you won't. Alright. Mark chapter 2, verses 23 through 24. Do we have... Do we have it? Okay, I will share it with you. Uh, This is what it says. It says, One Sabbath... Jesus was going through the grain fields, and as his disciples walked along, they began to pick some heads of grain. The Pharisees said to him, Look, why are they doing what is unlawful on the Sabbath? Ah! Just 
just imagine this. Okay, here they are. They're walking with the disciples. Okay, and, and the Pharisees are like watching them. They're just ready to get them and nab them and be like, Oh, your disciples, look what they did. They picked up, they worked on the Sabbath. How dare they? How dare they? And so you have these. The Pharisees are just this legalistic group of people that believed in the religious moral code and that if you didn't follow it to a T, you, you would die. And, and, but their motives were kind of wrong. Their motives were very selfish if you dig into deeper to the, who the Pharisees were. But the Pharisees were black and white. Everything was black and everything was light. And light black and white. And so the law stated XYZ and so you just did it. And they didn't even ask about it. They didn't, they didn't question it. It was almost cultish in a sense. And so they are, they're sold with this head knowledge but they miss the heart. They miss the motive behind it. And so Jesus goes on talking right here later on a few verses later about David and feeding his people on the Sabbath. King David, he said, look, he did that. And Jesus continues to say, it's not that man was made for the Sabbath, but Sabbath was what? Made for man. Sabbath was made for us. We weren't made for it. In other words, we're not puppets in this great big chess game. We have this thing called free will. And so God is saying, hey, it's okay. You're getting the motives messed up. But that's the legalistic side. Now, now flip it on the other side of the coin. Stay with me. This is going to be a little challenging for some of us this morning. We could easily say, Pharisees are wrong. They're dumb. Period. Over. Okay, well, what happens is on the other side, we create our own quote-unquote freedom saying, well, I don't ever need a Sabbath. The Sabbath was made for me. I don't ever need one. I don't need to take a day of rest. I'm good. i got to pump it out 24-7. You don't know what my work schedule is like. You don't know what my family life is like. i got to do that. And so, and so what happens is we have this duality where we're not attached to the law, but all of a sudden we make our own law in this false grace. If that makes sense, say yeah. Okay, alright, so what happens is either it's all black and white or on the other side we make it black and white in what we believe is freedom, but we're never really free. And so what we have to do and what my goal is this morning in like 20 minutes is to find the biblical balance. What is the biblical balance? Let me read one more story here in the book of Mark. Thank you guys for staying with me. It looks like we're having a little bit of technical difficulty. So if you have a Bible or the Bible app, you can find this. It's Mark chapter 2, verses 18 through 20. It reads this. It says, Now John's disciples, these weren't Jesus' disciples, different group of people, and the who? The Pharisees again. They were fasting. And so some people came and they asked Jesus, How is it that John's disciples and the disciples of the Pharisees, they're fasting, but yours aren't? So we've got John's, Pharisees and the, or John's disciples and the Pharisees, they're fasting, they're not eating. And Jesus' disciples, they're like, having fun. They're like, we're, we're eating, we're enjoying. And Jesus answered, how can the guests of the bridegroom, that's Jesus, fast while he is with them? They cannot so long as they have him with them. But the time will come when the bridegroom will be taken from them, and on that day they will fast. Here's what's happening. The Pharisees paraded around. They were devoted to the law. They were basically saying, look how much I pray. Look how much I fast. Look how much I tithe. Look at what I do. Look at everything I do. That should earn me that spot. That's, that's black and white. I'm following the law perfectly. I'm doing everything you've asked me to do. I'm doing it just right and the way. But it was all this head thing and it was looking at me. It wasn't about the heart. They were missing the heart. Jesus talked to them over and over, especially in the book of Matthew, that you got these things right. You're doing the right thing. You just got the wrong motive. If you had both, you'd be golden. 
The disciples were with Jesus right here. They weren't fasting. They were with the bridegroom who's Jesus. They're, they're enjoying their time with him. They don't know what's about to take place. They don't know what's about to happen. Jesus says to them, come with me. Receive life. Taste what eternity is going to be like. And, and what can happen is it's easy for us today to go, well, I don't need to fast. That, that again is law. I don't, I don't have to do that. You know, I'm with Jesus today. Jesus is with me. I accepted him as, as Savior. I follow him as Lord. So I'm good. I don't got to do anything. I'm great. When what happens is we end up making, again, it's like an anti-Pharisee law that we make for ourselves saying, well, I don't have to fast. I don't have to do the Sabbath. I don't have to do any of that. I'm good. When it should never be shame-based, but it should be about the relationship that we have with Jesus. With me? Does that make sense? Okay. Let me give to you today what I believe to be the most popular scripture of all time uh, in our culture today. If you know it, you can say it with me. John 3.16. For God so loved the world, He gave His one and only Son, that whosoever believes in Him will not perish, but have everlasting life. We see this on football players. We see this in the media. We see it all, this, the scripture. And what happens, we've read it so much that it becomes kind of mundane. becomes normative. Where we don't realize the authenticity of scripture within this verse, what's really taking place. There's one word I want to pick on here, and it's the word believes. Whosoever believes. Everyone say believe. Believe. Okay. I met some people from Green Bay this morning. All right? It is harder for me lately to believe in my team maybe than it even is for them. I don't know. Okay? Alright? I I don't know what side of that coin you're on. Alright? Now for us that are Vikings fans, we know what side is right. Right? Okay? But for you that are are green booger fans, you you know what side of the coin is right too, don't you? And that's purple. So we... But what happens is even, even in the fun of, of sports, we, we get this duality happening in what really belief is. Our belief is subjective. Some of you believe in the Vikings. I have my whole life. And I'm starting to think it's dumb after 40 years, okay? Because they ain't doing anything, you know? They're taking our tax money and doing nothing with it. So I'm going, come on. And, and I'm going, man, is my belief wrong? Do I need to believe in a different team? Like my son believes in the New England Patriots. And I still love him. I forgive him. I still love him. But he gets to watch his team go to the playoffs every year, you know? Every single year, you know? I just hope his dream someday won't be deflated. Um, Maybe you're going, I said a sinner's prayer, so I'm good. You know, I just have to believe. I said the prayer, you know, Pastor Chris put the number for me to text, and I said yes at church, so I'm good. I can live however I want, doesn't matter. You know, I, I, does, I, I don't know, whatever. Or, or you're going, hey, I'm getting baptized today, so it doesn't matter what I do the rest of my life. Or I did this ritual when I grew up, or I went to catechism school, or I went to confirmation, I did all this. Well, let me just say this, because it is my job as a pastor to tell you this, and I don't care if it hurts, I want to share the truth with you, because your eternity is at war and at stake. So I don't care how PO'd you get with me, because this is biblical truth, and I want you to hear it. If you're believing in something like that, you will miss the boat, and you're going to miss eternity with me, and I want to be there with you. Can I hear an amen, somebody? Come on. So here's the deal. Our belief... It's not just a one-time decision. I said yes to Jesus. That's not it. Well, I thought that was it in our church once we say... But it's this ongoing demonstration of whether or not we believe. You tell your spouse you love them, but you're living with another woman. Well, I told you I loved you. I said it, you know. said I was committed to you, but I enjoy spending time with her better. I'm guessing you don't love her. 
where I think the same thing happens biblically for us today. So, how do we not live legalistically on either side of those coins? Either like the Pharisees, where it's law, law, law all the time, or on the other side, where it's someone who just rests in grace to take the place of belief. Well, I just, grace will cover it all. I'm all good, I just rest in the grace. Paul addressed this, and I love it. Paul, Paul planned ahead, even over 2,000 years ago. He said in Romans chapter 6, verse 1, he goes, What shall we say then? Shall we go on sinning so that grace may increase? Should we keep on messing up? I mean, I, I know I'm going to heaven, I'll just do whatever I want. No. He goes, then we're missing the boat because it's this relationship. I don't, know, I don't obey Jesus because I have to. I obey Him because I want to. I want to follow Him. I want to love Him. I don't look at it as a bunch of lists and laws go, well, I have to tithe, I have to serve in the church, I, you know, I have to do everything, I have to love people, I've no, I got to do that. No, I look at it, that's what I get to do because I'm in love with Jesus. Real men love Jesus. I'm just going to say it. Here's the deal. Not one of us here, not one of us here, not one, can look at anything completely objectively. You cannot do it. Okay? Cannot be done. And I'm going to show you. Are you how are you guys doing? Okay, I'm going to, I'm going to start with yours. Uh, so, so Tyler, uh, let, let's, let's, let's see yours. Alright, look at that. Isn't that beautiful? Can you see that out there? So he's got some birds up here. I like the red on the birds. Nice uh, green clouds here. Um, got a nice sunshine coming up over the horizon. Is that sunset or sunrise? Hold on, hold on. How many think this is a sunrise? Got three people. How many think this is a sunset that aren't his family? <laughs> okay, hold it up. Which one is it? Sunrise or sunset? It's a sunset. Okay, okay. We didn't know that. We only looked at Hold it up for us. Just here, turn around and hold it up because we want to see it. All right, Lynn, let's see yours. All right. Okay. <laughs> Here, you can hold it. I think he just gave you props is what happened. I said. So, all right. They're both very good. But which one is the right one? Which one is the right sunset? I want, I want an objective. Neither one of them are. D- did we get media figured out? Okay. I'm going to show you the correct sunset. It's right here. Do we have it? There we go. Right there. See, that is the right. That's that is the right one. Okay. Sunset. There we go. Okay. I'm not saying I'm right either. Okay. Now that's Clearwater Beach. We were on a staff deal. It was one of the most beautiful sunsets I've ever seen in my life. Tyler did a great job. Lynn did a great job with theirs. Can we give these guys a hand? Thank you. If I had every single one of us do that this morning, we all draw a sunset, which you would not want to have seen mine at all. Okay? You can ask Heather about my paper mache debacle back in the day. Kindergartens, where it all went south for me in the art world. Every single one of our sunsets would be different. Not one of them would be the same. No matter what I told you to draw. Draw a helicopter. Draw a plane. Draw your family. Draw, you know, draw the perfect, what you believe God to be perfectly in a picture. You can't do it because none of us can do it 
objectively. So how do we make sure that we're not like a Pharisee where it's all law, 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 religion, 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 blah, blah, blah. But then on the flip side, how do we make sure it's not, I'm a freeloader, can do whatever I want, it's all grace, I don't have to live with any biblical confines, I'm, I'm good. How do we find that right balance? How do we do it? It's, it's kind of the difference between uh, what Andy Stanley calls truthers and gracers. And how do we... How do we kind of marry the two together? And that's what I want to finish this hats and tats with today, and then we'll finish the series next week. Um, You see, we all see the Bible, we see the world, we see our culture all through colored glasses. We all have these glasses that we're wearing through our experiences. Some of you grew up in church homes. Some of you, like me, did not. Some of you have different experiences. Some of you had great relationship with your parents. Some of you had awful relationships with your parents. You know, some of you have been married once, twice, maybe three times. And and, and that changes your dynamic because all of the experiences that you've had help you see differently. And so it becomes really hard for us to be objective. You know, you you got the Pharisees here where I believe that there was one or two of them that thought they were wrong. But they felt trapped. They didn't have the freedom to speak up. They they felt like they couldn't do it. And on the flip side, I bet you had some disciples that, you know, they were freeloaders. They just thought, well, I get to sit next to this guy in heaven someday. That's what it's about. You know, I don't know what's happening. He's in this garden of Gethsemane. He's he's praying and he asked us to stay awake, but I'm kind of tired. I'm going to take a nap, you know. And the disciples fall asleep on Jesus in his most torturous time of his entire life before he's going to the cross. Why did they do it? Because they didn't understand what was at stake. They were looking at it through their lens, through their glasses. So for us to be free from legalism, we have got to be as objective as possible. And it's really, really hard. And I want to give you just a few uh, real applicable things to do this. Okay? Some of you last week when I said, our hats allowed in church, some of you were like, no, you shouted out. And uh, you got yourself in trouble where we went with that message last week. Some of you said, you know, our, our tattoos are No, our piercing... And it's, again, it comes back to, let's look at the Bible and the heart. Maybe for you, a tattoo is right. Maybe for you, a tattoo isn't right. That's between you and God and each other and talking to people and figuring that out. Every single one of us has to utilize these things to make sure that we are living for Him. Not in legalism, but not going, oh, I'll just mess up my life and grace will take care of it. First, you need God's Word. We need God's Word. If you have any other litmus test for your life, you're going to miss it. You need His Word. But it doesn't stop there. You might say, oh, I read the Bible, but I, I don't understand it, or I've read a few, and I get kind of bored with it, and, and you're going, I, I, I need help. Well, Jesus knew that. He was really smart. And so He sent a helper. He sent the Holy Spirit. So number two, we need the Holy Spirit to interpret His Word. If you're ever reading it, and you're struggling, you're going, man... I'm not sure what this means. God sent to helper. Holy Spirit, lead me. What is this speaking to me? Because He will allow that to come alive. Third, need each other. You need each other because we don't always agree with each other. We have a healthy tension. That's, that's important. We always have to have that because if we don't, we'll end up like the Pharisees or we'll end up over here. We've got to make sure that we have that fine line figured out in our life. Here's the good part. We'll never get there. Okay? You'll never arrive. You'll never be like, I have it figured out, complete objectivity of the Bible. If anyone ever tells you that, stink and run, like fast, okay? Because the Bible is very black and white, but it's filled with grace. It's filled with truth. 
You know, I love the story, and it's, it's, it's a story of, of Jesus and, and a representation of, of Jesus. And, you know, let's say you and I, we go and we rob a bank together. Okay? We'll take out Chase or Wells Fargo. They're big enough. They'll be okay. And, uh, okay, or Citibank, one of them. TCF's still small enough. We'll leave them alone. But we go, and let's say we all, we all rob a bank together. And some of you are like, this sounds like a fun, you know, fellowship event for a church. I'm excited. <laughs> We go and, and we rob it and, uh, you know, we, we get stone cold caught in the act, you know. We didn't realize they had security cameras. They got all of our faces. We didn't have the ski masks on because it was the same weather we had last week and we don't want to be hot and, you know, we're, we were just dumb. We weren't thinking and we get caught and we're standing there at the jury, right? And so we're there and the judge is up front and the judge goes, he, he plays play, on the video, and we're all looking at our faces going, well, there ain't no way out of this one, you know, unless I got a twin or I got a clone, and, and you're going, it's over. And what the judge does is this, it's a perfect balance between grace and truth. The judge goes, you know what, you are guilty, to, and there's going to be a punishment. You know, you're going to serve days in prison because of the sin you committed. But what happens, and this is the greatest part of Christianity in every religion that's out there, and this is why I firmly believe that Christianity is the only way to eternal life. There's no other. Please don't look anywhere else. You can look, but pray that God shows you what's right. I don't want to, we'll never force something down your throat, but I want you to see how real Jesus is. Because if you picture Jesus as that judge, you know what he does. He says, you are guilty as charged. Here's the punishment. And what he does is he puts down the, the ga- you know, the little hammer deal, gavelin, and sets it aside. And he literally walks down and he goes, okay, I will take your place now, but this has to happen. There is no better demonstration between grace and truth than the way Christ is represented within the Gospels. That is the Jesus in whom I serve. Every one of us will use our own metrics to figure out grace and truth. We need freedom from that. We need freedom. Maybe it's, well, no tattoos, no hats in church, no rated R movies, no piercings. You, you know, your shirts, shorts have to be, you know, pastor, your shorts are too short today. I don't know. Okay, whatever it is. No women in ministry. No women elders. We have one, by the way. We have both. Have to be baptized to be saved. Have to be confirmed to be saved. Have to go to church. Have to tithe. Have to serve. You know, Saturday has to be the Sabbath. And we get, start believing all of these things. Or on the flip side, I don't need to do any of that. I'm good. Jesus is that balance. And so maybe you're like, that's none of it, but we all have those crazy, crazy things. Okay? Put your own no or your own crazy law in there like the states we looked at. If, if any of those ring a bell or we're believing in those rather than Christ alone, then your relationship with God is unfortunately more shame-based than grace-based. He wants you to have freedom in that today. Okay? We, when we surrender to Christ... It's not a free ride to do whatever we want. It's freedom to follow Him and freedom from the baggage of our past to let all of that go. Okay? It's not that I need a Sabbath or I need to read my Bible or I need to fast. It's that, man, I want to have a day of rest. I want to read my Word. I want to know Him more. I want to fast to, you know, enlighten my relationship with Jesus. Here's the key. i got just a couple things left. I'm going to pray and we're going to head over for our picnic. You will never know which side of that coin you are on unless someone else tells you.
can't do it on your own. You are subjective to yourself. So this is where it's really important to do life together. Pastor, where am I on this? Hey, to my wife, Heather, how am I doing on this? Am I, am I more shame-based? Am I, more, am, I, am I right? Do I have it figured out? Am I, am I too freeloader? Am I, am I too shame? Like, where, where's, the law, where's the law and the line, and how do I find that? Can't do it on your own. Okay, that stinks for some of us, because I don't know if you're like me, I'm independent. I, I like it my way, I want to do it my way, and this is where I have to realize, even me as a pastor, I have to rely on somebody else to find that balance and to find that correct line. Let me give you this last scripture and close with this. It's Galatians chapter 5. I shared this last week. First, first verse. It is for what? Freedom. Everybody say it together. It is for what? Freedom. That Christ has set us free. It's for freedom! What? So that He, you know, follows us with the whip and makes us do everything and we've got to do all these crazy laws. No! Oh, it's so I can freeload and, and I can do whatever I want. Either one of those is not freedom. It's for freedom that Christ has set you free. Stand firm then and do not let yourselves be burdened by a yoke of slavery. That yoke of slavery can be doing whatever I want or following the law. And so we have to find that balanced ground. I believe this morning firmly that we can all take this a step further. Every single one of us can go, man, God, I want freedom. Maybe you've been carrying some funky laws going on or some funky stuff and you go, man, and you feel guilty because you haven't had that freedom to be able to just express who you are. At the same time, if you're going, well, I don't need to follow the Bible, I don't need it, well, then we're missing it too. So let the Holy, speak, Holy Spirit speak to you as I believe He's been doing these last few minutes. And so this is what I want to do. I want us to pray and I want to ask you right now, just where you're at, um, in just a moment, I'm going to have you stand and what I want you to do, just, just before I close this in prayer, is I want you to ask God, I want you to ask God and say, God, look in me. Is there anything that you see that I need to change? Is there anything that I need to do differently? Because he's objective. And then talk to somebody about it. Hey, how do you think I'm doing? Because it's your faith, it's your eternity that's at stake. And so here's the other thing. Some of you this morning, you walked in here not knowing what to expect. Maybe it's your first time. But all of us, we carry different things. This is the moment that God wants you to have freedom. This is the moment with whatever you're carrying. You don't need to carry it out of here today. I don't know what that is. Maybe it's law. Maybe it's that. Maybe it's you've been praying for a miracle. You're not seeing it happen. Maybe it's for salvation of a friend. You're not seeing that happen. Maybe somebody's headed off to the military and you're just you're really struggling with that. Maybe it's, you know, maybe it's something and you're just going, God... I need to feel lighter when I leave here today. And that's my prayer for all of you. So this is what I want to ask you to do. Uh, I want to ask you to just stand here because we're going to dismiss in just a moment. If you're able to stand with me, will you stand? And, And let's all just pray. And this is what I want to ask you today. If you make a commitment to Jesus Christ today, just let somebody here know. You can text us the number that's on the program that's in the back of your chair. Um, you can just text yes to that. We don't even need your name. We just want to pray for you. But at the same time, this morning, I want you to think of what it is that you can leave here basically like a sacrifice to God. Like, God, I'm giving you this today so that I'm no longer carrying this on the way out. Maybe it's legalistic stuff. Maybe it's going, I know I'm not living for Him. Maybe that's what it is. Or maybe it's going, God, I don't have a relationship with you enough to even know which one it is. And that needs to be the prayer. So let me pray for you. You can bow your head if you want. You don't have to. 
You can look, you can close your eyes, whatever you'd like, but I want to pray for you, and then we're going to dismiss and head out to the lake. This morning, God, we just want to thank you for being in our midst. The fact that we get to worship you in spirit and in truth. Father, for every person here, God, I just pray that, you, uh, that you're here with us. I know you are, and I, I pray right now that they would know that you're meeting them right where they need to be met this morning. So Holy Spirit, whether that's saying yes to a relationship with you, whether that's saying yes to a relationship with the Holy Spirit, whether that's saying I've been under these legalistic laws and, and bondage for too long, or saying I know I need to live for Christ and I, I haven't done it, whatever that might be, God, would you allow there to be freedom this morning? It's for freedom that you set us free. God, that most famous verse, you gave your son that whenever we believe, you, we receive eternal life. Would we demonstrate that belief to you this morning? We pray this in the precious name of Jesus Christ, your son whom you sent for us. We pray in your name. Amen. This has been a podcast of The Bridge Church. Have a great week. Stop in Sunday sometime and visit. If you would like to give, you can do so online at sfbridge.org. Have a great week.